Hello and welcome to The Shana Show. I'm your host, Shana Safi, a qualified nutritionist and holistic health coach. I'm on a mission to help you live a nourished life on every single level. When it comes to your health, your purpose, your growth and everything in between, this podcast is a tool to guide and inspire you towards becoming your happiest and healthiest self. So if you're hungry for growth, you are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. In today's episode, I'm excited to be diving into 10 core pillars for optimal health. So I call these the ingredients for a nourished life. And the way that I approach health is from a holistic lens. I look at the whole picture, our whole lifestyle, everything that we do. It's not just about the food that we're eating. It's not just about the way that we move our body. It's not just about the people we spend time around. It's all of these things together and more. And something I love about looking at the ingredients for a nourished life and having these 10 core pillars is it shows how many ways different ways we have towards nourishing ourselves and looking after ourselves. It's not just like a one size fits all. It's not just a, you have to do this. If you're not doing that, that's not good enough. It's kind of like a, you can pick and choose. It's like a choose your own adventure, design your own life. And a lot of this is very personalized and individualized because we are all very different and we need different things. And sure, there's going to be general principles which relate to most of us as a species, as humans, but often we have to refine it to our lifestyle and our what is best for us. And that really um, involves tuning in to how we feel and what makes us feel best, most, most healthy, most vibrant. So these ingredients for a nourished life, there's 10 of them and I'm going to go through them one at a time. I'm going to do a quick summary of what they are. I'll go through all 10 and then I'll dive a little bit deeper into each. You can also access these ingredients for a nourished life through my free ebook available via my website called Ingredients for a Nourished Life. And it's just a beautiful little recap of each of these ingredients. So the ingredients are nutritious food, optimal hydration, daily movement, restful sleep, positive mind, fulfilling purpose, blissful relaxation, loving connections, great outdoors and healthy home. Now, one thing I want to say about this is don't feel overwhelmed like you need to be addressing all 10 of these areas at the same time. I look at it more from that empowering perspective of being like, wow, there's so many different things I can be doing to support my health. Which one do I want to focus on? And just focusing on one area at a time and building up. And as we automate these and as we turn things into habits and as we just optimize our environment and our lives, it just kind of all falls into place and it doesn't feel like effort to be getting these to where you want them to be. It's just a part of your life. It's part of that healthy lifestyle. So just want to preface that and so that you're not feeling, oh my God, I have to do all these 10 different things or I have to address all these 10 different areas, which some of them have multiple things under them. It's more about looking at it from that empowering and positive place of being like, wow, there's so much that I can do to nourish my body um, and to look after myself. And always when it comes to nourishing ourselves, I really want us to be nourishing ourselves from a place of love, not a place of punishment or hate, not because we want to change our body, but because we love our body and we want to make sure that it's feeling its best and we're feeling our best so that we can live our best and happiest and healthiest lives. So let's dive into nutritious food. As a nutritionist, this is one that I'm very passionate about and it's actually so simple. So when it comes to eating nutritious food, it's all about going back to basics and eating real food. So the way that nature intended it, 
staying away from all the heavily refined and processed foods that line the supermarket shelves and focusing more on the fresh produce and the good quality produce. So nutritious food and real food is essentially things like seasonal vegetables and fruits, good quality meat and fish and seafood. If you're eating those, I always recommend when it comes to any animal products that we're going for the highest quality possible. So whether it's organic or grass fed or pasture raised or all of the above, depending on the animal, we really want to make sure the quality is um, supporting our health and conducive to our health. So there's that as well. We've got things like whole grains. So the less refined, the better. We've got things like nuts and seeds, herbs, spices. So those foods that come from nature, those foods that are really going to have those nutrients in them, as opposed to the stuff that comes in cardboard boxes and has been so refined that the nutrients no longer exist in them, so they have to fortify them with nutrients, which aren't the original natural source of that nutrient. It's a synthetic nutrient, which isn't going to have the same mechanism of action within our body. So that's the way that I look at it, really having that whole food, real food approach and just nourishing our body with delicious food, going for lots of variety. We want lots of different color on our plate um, and that's really going to be supportive to our gut health and our overall health. So that is basically nutritious food summarized. Super simple. Often we get so caught up and there's so much information out there just confusing us and being like, we have to eat this or this because of this particular nutrient or this or this, whatever. But really it just comes back to eating that food the way that nature intended and not having to obsess over things like how many calories is in something, focusing more on the nutritional value than the energy density of a food. Because when we're getting that nutritious food, we're giving our body all of the building blocks it needs to create structures and to go through different biochemical pathways and have different functions and um, yeah, do what it needs to do essentially to keep it simple. So that's nutritious food. Just eat real food. Super easy. Unlearning a lot of what we've been brainwashed to think from big food companies and all the big marketing budgets telling us that this cereal is great for us or this XYZ is amazing and it's the next superfood and we need to eat that. Just making sure we're cutting through all of that and just coming back to real food, foods that we can understand, foods that our ancestors were eating. Next up, we have optimal hydration. So hydration is one that we often kind of can overlook this one is so important so much of our body is made up of water hydration is just essential for so many things so temperature regulation digestion we like our energy levels so many different things that hydration is involved in saliva production like literally so much I'm not going to go into all of that because it doesn't matter all I want you to know is that hydration is so important And we often forget to do it. It's often one of those things where it's like we'll have a water bottle somewhere and we just forget to take it around with us or it's there sitting next to us but we forget to actually drink it or it gets to mealtime and we're like, oh, wait, I haven't actually had any water today. So what we want to do is we want to start training ourselves to be drinking regularly throughout the day and just making sure we are staying hydrated. We don't want to get thirsty because when we get thirsty, it means we're already dehydrated. So if we can just keep on top of it, sipping water, from when we wake up to when we go to sleep is going to be really beneficial. Something else I want to mention on hydration is that we really want to make sure we're drinking good quality water. So what I mean by this is generally filtered water um, and trying to avoid just drinking straight out of the tap and getting some sort of water filter. So that's going to be really beneficial because rather than adding in more things for our body to detoxify, 
the water filter is doing that for us and then we're just getting the pure water. So that's going to help with our detoxification pathways. It's going to help with all of the other things that water goes into. So water is one that we don't want to overlook. If you need to figure out how much water you need for your individual requirements, just multiply your body weight by the number 33. So I use the example 100 because it keeps it easy. So if someone weighs 100 kilos, timesing that by 33 would be 3,300 milliliters or 3.3 liters. And that would be the minimum water requirement per day. And then you want to factor in things like how much you're sweating, like if it's a hot climate. Um, So factoring in water loss and then increasing your water intake based on that. But that's a really good way to figure out your minimum water requirement. After hydration, we have movement. So daily movement is really important. We need to move for many reasons. We feel better when we move. We know those endorphins are released when we do move. Um, But our bodies are designed to move. We these days sit at desks for really long periods of times or sit on the couch or sit at a table, whatever it may be. There's a lot of sitting these days and the more we can get up and move around, the better it's going to be. So one example I like to use is our lymphatic system needs us to be moving. So for example, our heart pumps blood around our body, our lungs move oxygen around our body. They, they're like their own pumps, whereas the lymphatic system doesn't have a pump. We need to be moving so that the lymph can clear through and so that the lymphs can detoxify. So that's one reason for movement. Obviously, the mood benefits and those endorphins is another reason. From a fitness and strength perspective, really important to be moving our bodies and doing things, whether it's body weight or using weights, like just moving in different ways as well. So we want that cardio perspective, but also that strength perspective. So getting a variety of movements, but just making sure there's some sort of daily movement happening, even if it's something as just like a walk, um, just some form of movement every single day is ideal. We also want to focus on getting restful sleep. So sleep is another one that often is overlooked and it's one of those areas that it's kind of like we live such busy lives that sleep is one of the first things that drops off. If we've got a lot to do, we'll stay up late to finish it. We might, um, for example, work long hours and then want to keep our social life going. So we'll go meet up with friends for dinner after work. Then we have to get home and we've got a house to clean or organise or we've got to prepare for work the next day. So it ends up being the days get long and we don't prioritise the sleep because there's so many things we could or should be doing. But sleep itself is such an important time for healing and rejuvenation. And when we don't get enough sleep, it just really takes its toll on us. So we want to make sure we're prioritising about seven to eight hours of sleep per night as a minimum. Um, There's different levels that are valuable for different people. We're all different, again, factoring in our individuality. But as a general guideline, seven to eight hours of good quality sleep is going to be really important. And there's ways we can optimise our sleep environment, like making sure the room is dark, making sure we're switching off technology an hour before bed. There's many things we can do to optimise our sleep, but we want to make sure we're treating sleep as something that's super important. Like even schedule in a bedtime, schedule in a wake-up time and like block those hours off And try not to let anything come in its way and like decrease the amount of sleep you get essentially. So restful sleep is a really important ingredient for a nourished life and um, one of the pillars for health. Another thing we have is positive mind. So what I mean by this is not that we always have to be positive or feeling good. It's definitely not the case. But we want to have a positive mindset. We want to have a growth mindset. We want to have the mindset 
and the belief in ourselves that we can do anything that we put our mind to. And when we have this positive mindset, it means we can get through whatever we're going through, the good times, the bad times, the rough patches, all of that. It really helps to keep us going through it all. And it really helps to have those core beliefs that we are worthy of everything that we want, that we deserve health, um, that we deserve to look and feel amazing. All of that, when it comes to mind and beliefs, they're a huge piece of the wellness puzzle and one that I believe is not um, addressed as much as it probably should be. And it's something I highly focus on in my programs and with my clients. But um, I really want to bring more of this into the industry because it's well and good knowing all the things we should be doing or eating the right food and moving our body and stuff. But if we're not dealing with our insides, if we're not dealing with our mindset, with toxic beliefs, with past emotions and things we're holding on to because our body keeps score, it's holding on to all of those things that we suppress and don't properly release – If we don't address the mind, then we're not going to be fully healthy. We're not going to reach our peak and just feel as good as we deserve and are designed to feel. So having that positive mindset, good beliefs and doing the inner work, which is why I'm so passionate about personal development and why I wanted to bring personal development into this podcast, um, that's going to be a really important piece of the puzzle. So positive mind. Um, and on that, like I said, it doesn't mean we can't ever be feeling down or negative or have um, thoughts that aren't supporting our goals or whatever it may be. What we want to do is we want to allow ourselves to feel our feelings, but know that we have those underlying beliefs and that underlying mindset that we can get through anything, even when we're feeling down and even when we need to be processing those more uncomfortable emotions, knowing that we're going to come out the other side and that there's lessons in the hard things that happen, that there's lessons in the breakdowns. I always say breakdown to breakthrough. Like anytime I'm going through a breakdown, I'm like, okay, there's a lesson in this and it just means I'm breaking through and I can build back up. So having that positive foundation, that positive mindset, those positive beliefs in yourself, self-belief, super, super important. Could probably do a whole episode on that and I'm sure I will in future. But we will move on to fulfilling purpose, which is another really important one that I don't think we address when it comes to health. We don't think, oh, purpose has to do with health, but think about it. If you're working a job that you don't love or you're doing something that you just absolutely hate you don't feel great in your body. Your health isn't at its best because you feel drained, you feel stressed, you feel sad, like you don't feel fulfilled. So when we can be doing something that we absolutely love, that lights us up, that's a really important aspect of health that we don't talk about. Like when we're doing that career that doesn't feel like work or that running that business that just absolutely lights us up and having that impact and positively impacting all these people's lives – That can be so fulfilling and really rewarding from that emotional perspective. When we're looking at health, we often look at physical health and mental health, but we're not quite looking at all of the emotional health as well. Some of the emotional health comes into the mental health side of things, but I think there's more to it. And I think having that fulfilling purpose that absolutely lights us up and gives us a purpose and passion for life that's going to be really supportive of our health in general. And it also makes us want to look after ourselves so that we can help look after other people's. It's that whole um, fill up your own cup and fill other people's cup up with their overflow. So having a fulfilling purpose, super important. Another thing we can look at is blissful relaxation. Now, this is a really important pillar as well. All of these pillars are so important, but blissful relaxation is vital because so many of us are so stressed 
And stress is at the root of so many different diseases and so many different illnesses. Stress literally means that our body can't function properly because it's too busy being in fight and flight and trying to keep us alive because it thinks we're at risk or thinks we're in danger. So our body, when it's in fight or flight or when it's stressed, it's essentially just in survival mode and it's not worrying about all of the other things that it needs to do. And our health can't be optimal if we're stressed. And in society these days, we're all so stressed and we often don't even notice it. It's just become our natural state that it's like, oh, no, I don't feel stressed right now. But there's actually so many stresses in our lives that we have just gotten used to. So our body might be in fight or flight. Our body might be stressed and we might not necessarily be mentally registering that we're stressed. Sometimes we are like often we do feel stressed as well. Um, But there's also times where people feel like they're not stressed and often there is stress underlying there. So making sure we take that time out to relax, we take that time out to look after ourselves and have that self-care, super important to get our body back into rest and digest so that it can perform at its optimal and do everything that it needs to do without just worrying about survival. And again, I could probably do another whole episode on stress, but the key takeaway here is just making sure we're taking time out to relax and do things that we love that fill up our cup and make us feel good. Moving on to the next one, we've got loving connections. So again, we probably don't talk about relationships enough when it comes to health. We don't necessarily see the link there, but just think about toxic relationships and how much of a toll they take on your mental health and your physical health and all areas of your health, even emotional health too. So we want to make sure we are surrounded by people that love us and support us and are lifting us up, not people that are draining us um, or taking from us all the time. We want to, yeah, really find that supportive community and beautiful loving connections. So this applies to our intimate partner and also to our friends, to our family, to everybody. We really want to make sure that we're surrounding ourselves with loving people Um, I love the saying, we are the sum of the five people we spend the most time around. And I think that's a really good thing to think about when you're thinking about the people that you spend the most time around. Are they the kinds of people that you want to be like? Are they the kinds of people that are lifting you up and supporting you and living their dream lives? Because if they are, then chances are that you're going to be like that too. Whereas if you're spending a lot of time around people that are draining your energy, who hate what they do, who are unhappy, who aren't looking after themselves, chances are we're going to become like that too. So making sure we're surrounding ourselves with really amazing people um, and working with other people to lift each other up. Like one of the things I love and encourage when it comes to being on a health journey is working with those around you, Set, like encouraging yourself, each other and setting group goals and talking about it and just really being there for each other and doing things together even like going for group walks instead of going out for drinks. Um, like finding ways to bring health and well-being into your just day-to-day interactions with other people can be really supportive and beneficial and it kind of brings in that element of accountability as well. So surrounding ourselves with loving connections and amazing people is all really important um, and not something to be overlooked when we are addressing our health. Next one we have is the great outdoors. So this one is a really nice simple one. It's basically just spending more time outside. Like I said earlier, we spend so much time inside these days sitting down just, yeah, we're like inside beings now and we 
it's really beneficial for us to spend more time outside. You get that sunshine on your skin, getting that vitamin D, getting the fresh air, moving your body, grounding, being barefoot on the grass. All of these things are really beneficial and nature has really healing properties. So if we can spend some time outside every single day, it's really going to help our mood and our overall health. So just getting out into the great outdoors is something easy that we can do, but it's also going to be really supportive for our health. And I do consider that a pillar for optimal health and then last but definitely not least especially considering how much time we spend in this particular pillar um, is having a healthy home so our environment can either set us up for success or just not be supportive to our goals so I'm a big believer in optimizing our environment so that it's supporting us we can make things easier for ourselves if we set our environments up to help us succeed So one example of a healthy home is having a chemical-free home, moving towards more natural cleaning products, natural cosmetics, having more natural fibres around you. All of that stuff can be really beneficial because when we get rid of all those chemical cleaners and toxins, we're giving our body less work to do, our liver less work to do. It's not having to detoxify quite as much as it would be if we're adding in all of these toxins. So just really simplifying. And this isn't something we have to do all at once. We can work little by little. Every time we run out of a product, we might replace it with a natural alternative rather than having to throw everything out and start from scratch, um, which can be quite expensive, just building up so that it just becomes normal to start buying the natural products. Something I do want to mention here is there's a lot of greenwashing when it comes to natural cleaning products and cosmetics. Greenwashing essentially is a product that makes itself look really healthy and natural and green, but it's actually still full of toxins. Like it might be called like Earth's Choice or whatever it may be. Um, not saying that that specific one is bad, but I'm pretty sure it is. Um, but the way the languaging and the marketing makes it look like it's a healthy thing or a natural thing, but then you look at the ingredients and it's still full of toxins. So we want to make sure we're doing the research to make sure we're choosing things that have minimal toxins and are using more natural products. It's like we want to eat real food. We also want to be putting real ingredients on our skin. We want to be like breathing in real fragrances, not like artificial fragrances and things that can disrupt our hormones. So healthy home is a whole huge topic in itself and I am creating a actual product to help support you guys with that. But for now, just try and switch to more of those natural things um, and set up your environment in a way that it encourages you to make healthy choices. For example, having your kitchen stocked with good food, having um, like the best stuff, most easy to access just setting it up in a way that it's making your life easier and it's easier for you to stick to your health goals. So they are essentially the 10 ingredients for a nourished life or pillars for optimal health. And when we can address these 10 areas, we can really take our health to a whole nother level. We, what we want to do is we want to be feeling amazing. I'm a big believer that health isn't just the absence of disease. It is about thriving. It's about being radiant. It's about being confident in your own skin, loving your own skin. It's so much more than just like, oh, I don't have an illness, so I must be healthy. No, like you want to feel vibrant and amazing. And that is the goal. I want all of you listening here today to reach that because you deserve to feel amazing and it's attainable for all of us. 
So when we really start to look at all of the different areas of our life and to approach health in this holistic way, we're really supporting ourselves to being our happiest and healthiest selves. So I hope this episode has inspired you to take on some of those areas and start to work towards really optimizing each of them. Remember that something is better than nothing. Little steps really do add up. You don't have to overhaul your entire life straight away. It can just be little improvements that we're making. If we can just get 1% better every day, it's going to give us incredible results in the long run. So thank you for tuning in and... Enjoy optimizing those ingredients for a nourished life.